Tafbet Shvat, Tafshinayin Ted, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
performance out in Ramat Gan Stadium. That was Poogie and they opened things up with Yoya here on this week's edition of the Israel Show. We're coming to you live. First, the, the uh, Nachum Siegel Network was live this morning in Atlanta. If you didn't hear it, go back to listen on the, uh, on the app or on the web. And now we're in New York. We're all over the world. It's an amazing thing. Welcome, welcome, one and all, into this uh, live edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time that we're on. Mark it down, make yourself a little reminder. Or you can listen on demand whenever you want. That's what on demand means. You just demand it, and we're there via the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free for both iPhones and Android phones. And on NachumSiegel.com, in both cases, you go to the archives, you click on The Israel Show, and download it. You can download it while you're on Wi-Fi and listen when you're in the car. So many ways to listen. Hope you will do so. And tell your friends, because I'm assuming you're listening at this point, Tell your friends, say there's a great show, great Israeli music, new and nostalgic, with uh, great analysis of what's going on in Israel, politics, good news, feel-good news, all kinds of stuff. You want to tune in, you want to listen, so tell them. Tell them all about it. Tell them about the Nachman Siegel Network in general. Help them download the app. So many people, uh, once you download the app for them, they're just in. Anyway... Thank you for tuning us in and making us a part of your week. Jam-packed show, as always. And we're going to get to some... This is good news. I'm not going to wait till the end of the show for this. Two interesting discoveries that came about in Israel over the last week. Archaeological discoveries. We have lots of new. We have lots of new music. We have some... Election Day analysis, and lots more. We're going to go to music, but first we want to ask, if you're listening live, to please have in your prayers, especially today, Monday, the uh, 22nd of Shvat, January the 28th, the um, Israeli soldier who was injured and is going uh, to have an operation today. Netanel Ilan Ben Shena Tzipora. Netanel Ilan Ben Shena Tzipora. Please keep him in your prayers. Well, Yonina, the uh, singing duo, a husband and wife called Yonina, put out a new song. I think it was last week. This one is called Lamdani. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. 
My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Lamdeni Eloi Barech Veitpaler Al Soda Al Noga Bribasher Al Achirut Azod Lirot Lachush Ninshom Ladat Leyachel Eikasher Lamdeni Eloi Barech Veitpaler Al Soda Al Noga Bribasher Al Achirut זאת לראות לחוש לנשום, לדעת לייחד להיכשר. למד את צוותותיי מוחה בשיר הלב, להתחדש זמן חיים בוקר ועם לב, לבל יהיה מהיום כתמול שישום. Lamdeni. That was the duo Yonina. My name is Mayor Wanger, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So. It's been raining big time in Israel. You probably are aware of that. Major, major rains. And um, the, the the good that comes from the rains, from the Gishmei Bracha, is beyond comprehension. Israel is always in need of water. Don't forget, it doesn't rain all year round in Israel and so forth. One of the benefits of the rain, a side benefit, 
is that layers of the ground of the earth are like washed away oftentimes and end up revealing what's underneath and in many cases there's some archaeological relic underneath more important less important but over this winter there have been numerous ones that have come to light none of them have 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 been earth shattering <laughs> excuse the metaphor excuse that pun unintended i should say a young man was a young boy was um, walking with his class near Shiloh in the Shomron. He looks down and he sees what looks to him to be like something of importance. He bends down, picks it up. I don't know if he knew it right away, but it's a 2,000-year-old coin. Now, it's given over to the archaeological authorities and they look at it and they see right away. This coin is from the period of time that the Bet HaMikdash was still around before the destruction of the second Mikdash, before the year 70. And it looks like it looks similar to coins that have been previously found, so they can tell right away what it is. There are pictures posted. We'll post a picture on our Facebook page as well. But even if you only know the English alphabet and you look at the left side of this coin, some of it, the bottom part is rubbed out, but along the left side, curved along the left side, and and the right side, the left side is legible, is writing in Greek. I don't know Greek. So, I went to Google, and I pulled up a Greek alphabet map. Now, the truth is <laughs> that even without the map, meaning map that shows you what English letter would correspond to a Greek letter, what Greek letter would correspond to an English letter, I saw what looked like pi. Now, we all, I think anyone who knows anything about math knows what pi is. And pi is the P. In Greek and the last letter looks like an A which is the A alpha in Greek the letter before that just looks like the English letter I which in Greek I now see is the iota and the letter before that looks like a P in English but according to the chart that is an R in Greek now I ask you when you're in Yerushalayim do you ever go to a Chova Gripas? Great shawarma, great food, great restaurants. Shuk Machna Yehuda is right there. It ends off on Rehova Gripas, a major street in Yerushalayim, where Rehova Gripas is. It is named after King Agripas in non-Hebrew. He's called Agrippa. And hence those letters P, I, I'm R I P A, Ripa, Agripa. The letters before are a little rubbed out. We have previous coins like this. The right side says King. The left side says Agripa. In in the middle, there's what looks like a like a royal canopy. Like you see these um, in these old films, the servants are carrying on a stick, on a high stick. They're carrying 
type of umbrella which has um, little uh, little bells or, or balls um, running all around the rim like a canopy like an umbrella whatever a that follows the royalty the servant holds it so the king shouldn't get rain or heat or whatever and that is showing in the front of the coin in the back of the coin are three sheaves of wheat which are a very well-known traditional Jewish symbol meaning bounty wheat in Israel very important three stalks if you will of wheat it's amazing it's just amazing how you can walk in in Shil near Shiloh which by the way is in the Shomron, Samaria, which, by the way, the Palestinian Arabs claim belongs to them and Jews have nothing to do with it. Okay, if you say so. By the way, <laughs> another by the way, if uh, you remember the old, old coins in Israel, going back quite a while, the Agura, there was an Agura, a one Agura, which was one one hundredth of the lira, which came before the shekel. And that coin, the edges were not round. It was like a, uh, I don't know what to call it exactly, L little bumps all, all around. I'm sure there's a word for it. Well, if you remember, at the back of it was these three stalks of wheat, exactly as you see in this ancient 2,000-year-old coin. That is what always amazes me. You could just be walking, and not only are your feet traveling along the path of 2,000 and 3,000 years ago, where our ancestors walked, but you can, at times, pick something up, a coin that fell out of somebody's pocket. Oh, mister, you dropped a coin. Eh, don't worry about it, leave it there. Yeah, leave it there. And 2,000 years later, somebody will find it. <laughs> and will say, here, here is my witness that we've been here before. King Agrippas, by the way, was the grandson of King Herod. And he was also a descendant of the Hashmonaim from his mother's side. His mother was his grandmother's side, I guess you would say. Miriam who was a Hashmonait, who Herod ultimately killed. Another interesting point that uh, I saw in only one place, nobody else mentioned this in all the different news stories that came out in the last day, that in the realm of King Agrippas, there were Agrippa, there were both Jewish areas and pagan areas. And Agrippa was very favorable to his Jewish um, Jewish citizens, I guess, not citizens, the people under his rule. And so, he made different coins for the different areas. The Jewish coins were made in such a way that they don't insult the Jewish feelings, the Jewish hate for paganism and so forth. So on the on the non-Jew, on the pagan coins, he would inscribe certain things, and on the other ones, he would 
describe uh, uh, inscribe things that were not difficult for the Jews to see. Isn't that cool? No pagan images and so forth. For example, on the non-Jewish coins, the coins that he minted for the areas that were under his rule, under his control, he had his picture on the coin. You see that very often back in the ancient times. We have it now even, right? All the coins have pictures of different presidents and so forth. Well, knowing that Jews were forbidden to have Pesel v'chol t'munah, as we read in this past week's parsha, we don't have graven images. He uh, he made sure not to have them on the coins that were given out in the Jewish areas that he ruled. It never ceases to amaze me what comes out of the ground in Israel. Two thousand years old. This coin was around when the Bet Hamikdash was. Brand new music from Ronen Yarkon, Ersha Ha'itzim. Sorry we didn't have this for Tubishvat, but it's really cool. It's a song by Natan Zach. The words are by Natan Zach. The melody by Ronen Yarkon, sung by Ronen Yarkon, Ersha Ha'itzim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shit, huh? It seems. 
That's a nice one. Ershahaitzim, debuting here, Ronen Yarkon is the singer. Well, we discussed one archaeological um, discovery, if you will, by chance because of the rains in Israel. Well, here's another great story. We spoke about going to Agrippas Street to get food, shawarma, and all the other great stuff. Well, if you didn't get your fill over there, you can always go to Amek, which is uh, actually Rehov Amek Rifaim. That's uh, very much, let's see, if you're familiar with hotels, it's not far from the Inbal. That's more or less where it starts, the new Orient Hotel, of Yisra Hotel, is on Amik Rufa'im. Very well-known, very well-known uh, street. Well, again, with all the rains, kids were playing near Amik Rufa'im Street in Katamon, in Yerushalayim. There's a little playground there, one of these small little play- playgrounds, and there's a sandy area where kids can play. And suddenly, somebody notices that there's a hole opening up. Now, this happened a while ago, but nobody nobody knew about it. And the hole ends up opening up into a underground, huge, huge water cistern. Now, understand that because water was always a problem in Israel, water was always a problem. There was an ongoing effort to collect water during the rainy season and store it in a way that it could be used for the rest of the year. The rainy season is the winter. Summertime, there's no rain. So back 2,000, 3,000 years ago, they devised very cleverly ways to create huge underground cisterns and how and they devised ways to coat them with certain coatings so that the water kept didn't rot I guess and they could keep it for a long time in fact uh, if you visited Masada then you've seen you've seen that you've seen the cisterns the water cisterns in Masada where it only rains once in, uh, but when it rains, it comes down in torrents. So the cisterns collect all the water, and then they can be used for months and months and maybe years after that. you got to see the pictures. We'll post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. You have to see the pictures of this thing. It's immense. And it's filled with water. Well, this subterranean reservoir now they are saying it will become a tourist attraction. So if there wasn't enough traffic on Amy Griffin before, wait. It's unbelievable. Turns out that it was first discovered in 2005. And um, it wasn't announced. Nobody knew about it. There was a little hole that had opened up 
they went with scuba gear down into the hole and discovered this thing, covered up the hole. But now that the hole has reopened, they've decided that they're going to make it into a tourist attraction. I can't wait to see it. It's huge. It's 34 meters long. That's like sort of like 30, I don't know, 40 yards. Can you imagine an underground cistern? And it holds over 1,100 cubic meters of water. And according to this report, it's more than enough to support what was probably a substantial farming estate. Now they say, they believe that this goes back to uh, not the times of the Beit HaMikdash, a little after, a few hundred years after that, Byzantine times, 6th century, 1,500 years ago. Okay, that's not so bad. Amazing stuff. Well, there's stuff that just keeps coming out of the ground. It's amazing. We're going to continue with more music and then more talk. We'll discuss a little bit about Israeli upcoming elections, and more. This is also brand new, Yuval Taib. The name of the album and the name of the song is Ein Ode Milvado. A little different. Hope you enjoy this. I found it very intriguing. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
קובי פרץ, and Yaakov Shweki, or is it Shweka? 
I'm really sure which. Anyway, they brought you the beautiful uh, co- cover of uh, Philo Bahastara. Elections in Israel, 71 days away. But there's another important date before that. A few of them. The, uh, some of the parties are going to have primaries. And then there's the date at which, sometime in February, during which there is the deadline for submitting your slate of candidates. Each party submits a slate. As you may remember, in Israel you don't vote for a candidate, you vote for a party. And the slate tells you who the first, second, third, fourth, etc., till 120 in most cases, uh, who will fill the Knesset seats that, uh, that the party receives. So, in the Likud party, Prime Minister Netanyahu is number one. Who's going to be number two? Who's number three? Who's number four? They're going to be primaries, and that's where it'll be decided. In addition to deciding who's number one, number two, being that every party knows more or less, approximately, what would be considered a realistic turnout, or or a realistic uh, result, I should say, for their party. Let's say the Likud says, we think we're going to get somewhere between 28 and 30 seats. So the guy who's number 30 or number 31 is teetering. He may get into the Knesset, he may not. So the closer in you are to the top of the list, the more, the safer you are, the more secure you are in the knowledge that you're going to make it into the Knesset. In fact, for example, or in Chazan, the guy who did made, took a selfie with Donald Trump, famous, he's like a little bit of a, 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 of a, a rabble-rouser. I don't think anybody ever thought he would get into the Knesset. He was number 30 on the list last elections. They didn't think they would get more than 28, but he got in. Two elections ago, Dov Lipman got in, because he was, what, number 18, I think, on the... Uh, Yeshatid list, nobody thought they would get 18 seats. So while he was in a non-realistic spot, ultimately their surprises happen. So when the lists will be given in and officially locked down, it's like in baseball, there's a certain time of the year that you can't make trades anymore. Yoni Pollock will uh, be able to discuss this at greater length if... uh, when that time comes on his show after further review, which immediately follows this, which is a sports show, there's a time in the major leagues after which you can't, can't make any more trades. The teams are what they are. That's what it's like. It's sometime in February, there's a date. You have to submit your slate, and that's it. And that will be, just before that date, will be when all the different parties that are still on the left, especially still trying to work out who's going to be on their slate, they will have to make that decision. So if Boogie Alone and Gantz, former generals, and maybe Ashkenazi, all three of them were, uh, were uh, chief of staff of the Israeli army, and so they're considered important to the electorate. Because the electorate likes to see tough 
people and they think generals are tough doesn't mean generals make good politicians as we've seen in the past but it doesn't matter it's the perception that matters so all that is going to have to be worked out and whether they're going to join with Yair Lapid probably not because he refuses to give away his number one spot but maybe or with the Labour Party but uh, Gabai, the head of the Labour Party, he refused to give up his number one spot. So far, maybe there'll be pressure on him to do so. And then he'll, he'll, he'll give in. All that is going to be determined very soon. And that'll also give us a better idea. All the polls that they're taking now are just meaningless. Because we really don't know who's running with who. So don't be misled by that. The one thing I... I it's not a prediction. I don't want to do predictions. I've mentioned it a few times. There's no point. One of the things that I'm saddened by is what seems to be the collapse of the Bayit HaYehudi. After Naftali Bennett and Ayala Chaked left to start their own party, the Bayit HaYehudi party just doesn't seem to be able to get itself together. And there's not a lot of time left. They need to pull themselves together and start a campaign. And if they don't, they might be wiped off the map, which will be very sad. This, this is a, a movement of uh, religious Zionism that was founded over 120 years ago when, Zion, when Herzl started with Zionism. Not long after that, Rav Reines and other religious Jews in Eastern Europe decided that they should join up with this movement. And they created the Mizrahi. The Merkaz Ruhani is what it stands for. And it also is Mizrah, eastward. And they were there throughout. They set up Kibbutzim and Yishuvim. They were there at the fa- founding of the state, Rav Maimon, after Ben-Gurion, read the Declaration of Independence of Maimon, got up and made a Sheikh Yanu. And they've been uh, almost in almost every single government, in one form or the other, throughout. And they represent an important part uh, of the Israeli public, what they call the Kipotzru Goat. But it means the religious Zionist communities. And if they fall away, that will be really, really sad. So, we will keep our eye on that. And we'll let you know as time goes by what happens. Okay, let's see. We're gonna we're gonna end off. Are we gonna end off? Mm, what do we got? Mm, yeah, I think. I think so. Especially since we're having a lot of difficulties with on the air or off the air today. We're going to end off with, um, where was it that we wanted to go to? Lo Uchar. El Chai, known as El Chai, his name is El Chai Rifuwa. We've played a lot of his music recently. A new name in the uh, rising stars of uh, the religious Zionist music, El Chai, joined by God Elbaz. And we're going to debut that song 
to end off this morning, this day's edition, uh, this week's edition, how's that, of the Israel Show. We're going to first, we'll close out by telling you, by thanking you, I should say, by thanking you so much for listening. And thank you for your Facebook likes and comments. And I encourage you to go to facebook.com slash the Israel Show. And not only to go there, but to like the page and to tell your friends about it. We're going to post links to the songs that we played during the show. We post, well, we're going to post pictures of the different archaeological finds that we told you about and so forth. Thanks to the Stanford Anachem Siegel Network, especially Avrami, who's been very helpful today on double duty. And my very person- special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock, with after further review, com- covering the latest in the world of sports, and then Novik now with Jake Novak discussing issues of the day. All that great programming is followed by more amazing music with the Monday Music Marathon. So until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, my name is Mayor Weingarten, reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. חוז בכל הכוח ולא להרפות בכל העומק בחיים האלה רק לרצות את לא לשקוע במקום רק להמשיך לצעוד להישאר תמיד בדרך ולא למעון לא שבסוף היום הזה יבוא תראה את הטוב שבחייך ותפסיק לשנוא את הכל להניח את האכזבות שבעבר מאחוריך במקום נסתר ולא מוכר זה Thank <laughs> you.
Oh, oh, oh. 